Marketing, entrepreneurship, and all things small business. You're listening to the Profit 911 Podcast. Now, here's your host, Justin Miller. We're back. We're talking scaling personalization. Doesn't make much sense, does it? Scaling personalization. Define. How do we take a one-to-one personalized effort and ramp it up in quantity and bulk? Well, see, now that makes more sense when you say it that way. <laughs> yeah, but solving for it's kind of difficult. So this came about because a uh, friend, Zach, who probably doesn't listen to the podcast, forwarded me an article from Marketing Brew, which I believe is a daily like free e-newsletter. You can sign up for it if you're curious. Um, I'm on an unsubscribe kick right now, so I didn't see it myself. But... The title of the article is Why Some Marketers Are Shifting Their Focus from Inboxes to Mailboxes, which sounds very familiar to some of our past episodes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But um, we're definitely seeing it more and more. In fact, uh, I just had a call yesterday with someone that said, man, the online marketing is getting cluttered. It's it's really hard to stand out. Like, yeah. (laughs) True. It's not going to get any better. No. Um, Offline's getting less cluttered as it gets more expensive. We just had a postal price increase again on July 10th. Yeah, I got your letter. I got your email. <laughs> I got your email. Is what it, it wasn't a letter. It was an email. Got, I'm like, got the notice that things are going up again. Well, I mean, you don't have a choice. Yeah. So, you know, that might knock some people out of mailing again. But it's it, it's not a, it wasn't like phenomenally what a couple cents a stamp yeah. i mean it's not like yeah. although i well, guess if in, you're doing in thousands yeah, yeah in mass thousands, i mean that's true yeah, yeah. i mean it, it affects our <laughs> cost <laughs> you're sending a letter to grandma that's different but yeah yeah so um that becomes less and less cluttered every time that happens um everyone will usually have one or two clients fall off every time there's an increase uh they're usually the pain in the ass one so it's okay and they don't listen to the podcast either so i'm not worried about that you don't mind losing them then yeah. Yeah. I mean, the bottom line always works out. This this particular increase, really, um, we just passed along the postage. We didn't add anything. So uh, if someone left for that reason, I'm like, too bad, so sad. I really I can't do anything to keep you. <laughs> I'm not going to subsidize your mailing. Sure. Yeah, exactly. Um, you, you know, you can vote, you know, for what party you want to subsidize stuff. But uh. <laughs> all right. So let's, let's talk about what Katie Hicks here has to say from Bilardi Wong, a marketing agency that I'm sure sells direct mail. Um, so ignore the bias, ignore my bias, and, and try and find the, uh, the fun and things that work here. So there were a couple stats I highlighted. The rest was fluff. So I'll save you reading the article. So USPS study, 62% of millennials tend to read through the advertising mail they receive rather than discarding it without reading. Okay, that's fair. I mean, that's I mean that's a significantly high number for millennials. Yeah, so I think of my daughter. I I guess she, I mean I should ask her, and I'm I'll be curious. I'll text her, and I'd be like, if you get advertisement in the mail, do you read it or do you pitch it? I would see. I would automatically assume that she would pitch it. Well, they do both. They read it then pitch it. But well, no, I mean like pitch it without looking at it. Yeah. Like like oh, what is this? Like you know. Yeah, I sort my mail different than most people. Like I look and see what class of mail it was sent as, and then <laughs> see, <just> shred it. <laughs> okay. I I don't I don't go that far. I do still. I, I don't know if this is. I don't consider it weird, but I find it odd that usually I look forward to getting the mail when I get home, and it's a lot of days it's nothing. Yeah. I mean, I look forward to it, and, and I don't. I don't think I look at it like you do, where I'm like, "What, 
what car dealership is trying to sell me something today or what what direct mail piece is coming but i do look at them differently now after we have recorded these episodes i do look at that stuff differently i won't automatically discard something i may look at it and say well what's this is effective what if i was in the market for this would i look for it but yeah It'll be neat to see who gets their mail. I'm still waiting, by the way. So when the price increase changed here, the post office changed their pre-sort stamp design too. So it used to be like a large star and kind of red, white, and blue. Now it's barns with flags on them. <laughs> and I'm, I'm waiting for some customer. Who to makes com- that decision? I don't know, but some customer is going to complain. Who gets paid like $87,000 a year to make that call? And, and you got to understand, we're in like land of barns here, so I can True. say this, but, yeah. but someone's going to be like East Coast and be like, the hell you sending barn stamps on our mail for and that's the only option right yeah 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 nice so that is what it is if you get the barn stamps but (laughs) great i I know it's complaint i I know someone emails over barns i have prepped the staff that someone's gonna complain and that's yeah it's too bad All right. So, I mean, the unique spin on here, though, was talking about scaling personalization. So not just mailing. So if you listen to the show, if you're a student of marketing, you understand direct mail probably works even if you haven't done it. Um, So you probably buy into that premise. But this person's talking about personalizing direct mail, which we've always kind of done as well. And there's there's multiple ways to do it. Uh, They're talking about using a... a, (laughs) they, They really polish this one up an AI handwriting tool to approximate the look of a letter so they're talking about a a font a handwriting font with variation on it which those are readily available (laughs) Mm -hmm. which uh, hopefully our clients appreciate that I don't like fluff stuff up that much sure we can do that too we didn't make up a 10 word terminology for it but um so that makes it look a little more personalized, right? The other thing is the actual stamp applied. So any of the mail we send, we could actually just print a permit in the corner and not put the stamp. Mm-hmm. But it's pretty obvious at that point it's an advertisement. And there's times where that's appropriate, by the way. If if you're not trying to sneak up, like newsletters, you don't need to put a damn stamp on the thing. It's pretty clear when you look at it, it's a newsletter. Mm-hmm. So you're not, you're not fooling anyone. Uh, or if you have an established relationship and your brand can be identified on there, that would be an, another reason you don't need the stamp. Um, that's one way to personalize it. Uh, handwriting font, absolutely. Pretty much all the direct mail we do that's in actual envelopes, we'll use a handwriting font on the envelope. In the old blue ink, you call, call it Bic Blue. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll do that for sure. Um, merge fields, so inserting information in the letter itself, like their name or their company name or anything else you know about them. You can. That's easy stuff. We do that all day, every day. Um, but it's personalizing it, uh, and it definitely boosts response if you can do that. Mm-hmm. All right, let's see what what else does uh, Katie have here? <laughs> blah, blah, blah. I'm saving you reading this whole long thing, by the way. It's all it appears to be like three pages. It's public service. It's mm-hmm. like it's like six because it has all the advertisements. And, True. You know the person's life story at the beginning of it. When you're looking up recipes and uh-huh. they have to tell you about their grandma coming from the old country. Sure. That's where they got the recipes. Yeah. <laughs> all right. This is all pretty much talking about targeting younger people, which you may do that. But the young people don't have the money that the generation above them does. So maybe you should rethink that. All right. So let's talk about scaling personalization and what we can do. So, Kevin, I just gave you a tour of a new service that's not even launched here yet. By the, did. by the time the podcast plays, it's probably still not launched yet. 
we, we got a lot of things to it's line on hold up. we got a lot of things to line up behind the scenes it's, mm-hmm. it's not on hold but it's being actively developed so when we do launch it it's dialed in and it's great but the uh device i'm referring to actually it's a printer but not a printer it uses an actual pen and it physically writes on the paper so this technology was designed you know for people to sign documents Okay. Important people to sign documents yeah. like presidents and CEOs and crap like that. And then, of course, marketers got in there and wrecked it for everyone. And we use it now <laughs> to, to pretend that we hand wrote thank you cards, letters, notes, uh, envelopes, etc. It looks legit, though. Yeah. I mean, it looks real. To I me. mean, you, you, the only thing better is writing it yourself. Sure. Which is a really waste of time. Yeah. Because it, it uses handwriting fonts and all the fancy flourishes that mm-hmm. that are built into the fancy ones of those and you literally put a big pen on it and it writes the letter now we do have clients that have been using this service uh through other companies for quite a while this is not something unique we invented okay um but i'll be happy to steal all the business back from the people we referred out outward <laughs> Because uh, now we have it in-house. Um, and the problem was they were super expensive, so we wanted to make sure we had enough clients using it. But we have it now, and the people that have been using it, they get an extreme response from this uh, because people really do believe that you wrote the damn note. Well, because it looks authentic. and it. Well, and the, the, most of the time you're served best to actually put custom content in, like type the couple sentences yourself that you would normally write. Yeah. Yeah. It's a heck of a lot quicker to type them or have your CRM do it and uh, launch them out that way. Like, I don't know about you, but I'm terrible at writing notes. Like, I have a stack of thank you notes, and I know that whenever I send them or send little friendly notes to people that you get a response or a text message or an email. Yeah. And they know you took the time to think about them. I know it works, and I still can't get the damn things out the door. Yeah, I'm the same. Or the problem I have is that I waste them because halfway through it, I'm like, that's not what I want to say, and I pick up another one. <laughs> I so, don't do that. I'm good enough yeah. good enough. Just no, it, cross I, yeah. it out, cross yeah, it out, and send it. But you're right. It does work. People feel, you know, in a digital world, I think they feel that you, I don't know, that you care or that you're taking the time. Yeah, it's tangible. It took time. Now, I'll send an email, but it doesn't get the same it's response. It's not the same. No, it's not the same feeling. And a thank you. I don't know. I have a hard time getting staff after weddings. Hey, do me a favor. And s- did you send the bride? By Tuesday, I'm texting. Hey, did you send the bride a, a thank you? Oh, cool. Oh, no, I'm not. I, I completely did, I, forgot that we used to. I think we used oh, to. Oh, it's become, it's become like mandatory for me. Like if you yeah. want to get paid next week, I need <laughs> you to send the bride a thank you. I vaguely remember that I think we had thank you cards and we had them put it in with the, the wedding gig the cards themselves like at the oh. reception oh that's kind of cool so now oh that gives me an idea i've never thought about it yes. i'm always doing it after the fact no, so we had them fill it out while they were at the event and put oh. it with all the guest cards so then the next morning when oh, they're yeah. opening all their shit in front of the family yeah now that's wow see now i've got another idea i like that yeah. i'm usually just i'm saving a stamp too if i'm <laughs> at new postage increase i'm saving some money Save now that 58 wow cents, i like that though because that's even more personalized like you think enough to care enough about them to give it to them that yeah. In there. That's cool. I, I think I think that sometimes they would even do a reprint of a couple of photo strips and put them in there. Oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah, with the photo booth. I, I mean, yeah. Um, and it's weird. I find, and I don't know if this is anecdotal, but I find maybe thank you notes are different amongst different clients. We find 
we get more exuberant responses from photo booth clients when they get a thank you than the DJ clients. I don't know why that is. I mean, I'm thrilled if I get a thank you note from anyone. True. I spend a fortune every month in this company. Mm-hmm. I can count on one hand the amount of time yeah. someone has actually, or even a thank you email for that matter. Well, yeah. The appreciation level, I suppose, in the customer service field is is not what it used to be. But you're right. And I and I'm, you're the same way. I know it works like you do. And it is hard sometimes to force myself to go into the office and grab one. Yep. Or to make sure that the staff has enough, because none of my staff, like, come to my office office or house anymore so i like to make sure that they have business cards and they have those so i mean it, yeah, so the absolute best thing is to do it and mm-hmm. go through this. but if you know you're not going to do that or it has to scale well that's the thing i would like with your machine that's not really scalable if i have to because i don't I mean dear sue and jody i mean it's like it's it, i'm a one-off on that i mean yeah. like unless i'm not putting their name on it thank you for hiring us to yeah. be at your wedding yeah so the the way uh, some guys are using this in b2b right now is they will send information in the mail, like a, a more polished promo kit, mm-hmm. and then they'll follow up with a card type piece that says, hey, want to make sure you got it? I'm so-and-so, and then a phone call. Okay. So by the time you get to the actual phone call, the relationship's a lot warmer. Mm, that makes sense. Also, we have another one that has been using the other service that sends out it's it's thank you cards from the owner. It's a fairly good sized company, mm-hmm. and oh my god, he gets so many emails back I bet. and kudos for sending those. And yeah, is that any different though? The like when like you will send brownies or other goodies to someone when you first book yeah, them as a client. Thing. People really like. I would imagine you get people that are like, I can't believe that you would down to your way to do that for me. You know, people get excited when you give yeah. them the littlest. I mean, well, not who doesn't love chocolate, but I mean, it's I, like. I was going to say, we send the brownies and they say they love the brownies. We get a lot of those emails. Mm-hmm. I think they realize it's part of the deal, but they still, get it because no one does still, it. Still, no one does it. It, it. You don't even have to do it as well as you might have done I it get, 10 years ago. I can ago. tell you, I've only been a recipient on something like that a couple of times, and I can tell you the people that sent it to me. Mm hmm. That's kind of sad when you can remember them over the years yep. on one hand. Yep. Yeah, that's not good. Well, it's good when you're using it to your benefit on the other true. side. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah damn, brownies have made me so much money. <laughs> yeah. or, or at least made the sting of spending with us a little bit sweeter. Makes sense. Yep. Yeah, so um, I doubt anyone's listening that isn't a current or past client, but if you give me your credit card at some point, we send you brownies. Yep. Or a other thank you gift. We might actually switch that up, by the way. But, yeah. But a, a thank you gift of some sort. Um, show we appreciate you. And that's very early in the relationship that you get that. Mm-hmm. Early enough that you may not realize that you're actually paying for the brownies. <laughs> <laughs> or, mean, you, or you soon will. You soon will. The, the gift is, is coming and it's nice, but at the end of the day, I'm going to end up paying for it. So I, I often at this point... So in the wedding business, by the way, I triggered those two to three weeks after a contract was signed. Okay. That's kind of historically the buyer's remorse stage. So that's why we had it timed that way. In the current business, um, pretty much as soon as you put a credit card on file, even if we aren't charging anything to that card, Mm -hmm. they're going out in the mail. So right now, a lot of people will get brownies before technically they've spent anything with us. Yeah. But they've already committed to. Sure. Well, you're just warming them up even more. Yeah. So, scaling personalization. 
I don't think we've had an episode about gifting, but we should do that in the future too. I think it's a really underused and undervalued tool for a small business owner or even a medium-sized business owner. I mean, all right, screw it. Let's take a break. I'll make a couple notes. We'll come back. We'll talk about gifting. There we go. It's a bonus. All right. We'll be back. And now, now, back to the Profit 911 podcast with your host, Justin Miller. We're back to the secret bonus track. Gifting. You, you remember on like CDs and stuff? Where yeah. Like they made the last track really long yeah. and if yep. you sat in silence or it's hidden, knew yep. how to use a fast forward button, you'd hear the secret track. That's, this is your reward for That's making right. it for past listening. the break. That's right. For sticking with us. All right. So let, let, we're going to give you, I talked with Kevin about it. We're going to give you all the insider secrets to our gifting strategy. I think it works. I think so, it works well. So right now you're going to get mad if you're a client and you're not a top tier client. <laughs> see, yeah. You're gonna yeah, see now you're, you're going to know what you're missing. On. Yeah, you know what you're missing. But all is fair. That's true. And I'll tell you the criteria before coming a top level client. Great. Get your pens out. All right. So let's talk about, first off, when to send gifts. Okay. So I, I just had this conversation with someone actually because they asked if we do you know, like the holiday gifts, annual gifting campaigns for holidays. I'm like, we certainly can. I'm like, if you want to know how to get the least impact out of your gift, though, send it between Thanksgiving and New Year when everyone's getting gifts. Because you're not going to stand out at all. True. (laughs) It's like the worst time to send something. But everyone feels like it's the time because that's when they get gifts. And if you want it to be the time, go to Back it up forward to Thanksgiving. Sure. But I still hate that strategy. I like a random time of year. Mm -hmm. So we tend to send them uh, summer or a little before summer. Mm -hmm. I don't care what time of year you pick. This is just the time we landed on. Yeah. Uh, And annual is is good. So assuming you have a client base that repeats and is of repeat value, Mm -hmm. annual gifts are fine. You can do more often if you want. It's up to you. We try and do annual and higher value. Okay. So that leads to how much should I spend? So on not something? every client is 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 getting the same gift, or or, or, or any gift, gift at all. Yeah, any gift. Yeah, yeah. Your your brownies from the first half may be all you get. Well, that's the thing in the gifting you're talking about now a an annual gift. There's the thank you for becoming a client. Yep. And you get your twelve dollar brownies, and then there's like depending on what you do, you may or may not get something else. Correct. In the, in the Correct. Summer. Now you got to earn them. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody gets the so, free brownies. So before I get to the annual gift, you just made me remember another gift. So we will do token gifts for referrals as well. Sure. So Starbucks card or something like that. I imagine that also, I mean, a thank you always makes a referral feel good, but getting rewarded for the referral probably makes them want to find someone else to refer to you. Yeah, if it's not a straight up bribe. I do. So this, no, but like they mean, weren't doing it because of no, it. They did exactly. a genuine referral first and then, then we if, them. Anytime so, I've done an actual business referral at someone send me a... What, I don't care, a Whitey's gift card? Yeah. I like Whitey's. I like their ice cream. You gotta, I was going to say, you got to explain what Whitey's yeah, is. Yeah, Whitey's, Whitey's is a Quad City-based ice cream <laughs> place that's v- is really good. It's just very good, but it's very popular. Here. And completely not racist. Yeah, no, not at all. It's just coincidence. It's a whole other story. <laughs> I, I had put it out there. You said it. I know. I did. That's true. I try not to think about that when I go have a vanilla right. shake. Uh, so, <laughs> annual... <laughs> 
<laughs> annual gifting. Yeah, this is why it's the secret track. Uh, yeah, we, we do annual uh, at approximately the beginning of summer, and we do themed. So every we send a box full of stuff, not just one thing, mm-hmm. and it's themed. And since ours is summer, for the last couple of years, we've stuck with summer theme and probably will continue. There's a fair amount of different gifts you can get that are summer themed. Um, but you can pick any theme you want. It doesn't have to be seasonal or anything to do with that. So how much do we spend? Oh, well, that completely depends on what your client's worth. As it should. Uh, I'll tell you, we spent about 2% of annual revenue for all the gifts across the board. So the budget for this okay. one gifting thing was 2% of annual revenue. That's actually fairly significant. It uh, is. When I think about it, I mean, it is. that's actually a fair amount of money. Well, that's a fair amount of the profit margin. Sure. Um, so that's how much I believe in this first. Okay, time. I would say that that tells me having a kind of an idea how your business numbers are, that actually is significant. Tens of thousands of dollars. Yes, that's that's significant. That's way more than I thought it would have been. Yeah. Okay. It, it, it adds up fast. Yeah. As it all does. But, Everything does. But did not given out via socialism. So <laughs> we have tiers. Sure. And not everyone's getting the same thing. So first thing we do is develop the top end gift package. Okay. And our budget for a top end gift package, including everything, including labor and postage out the door, is in the 100 to 150, maybe slightly more dollar range. Okay. Okay. So that allows us a decent budget to play with. Multiple items in that Yes, range. multiple items. And we try and have one key item in there. Mm-hmm. So in our summer package, and I'm going to give them all away. I said I wouldn't hold back. So the first one we did, we did a, a Bose, I think it's a micro sound link speaker. Sure. Yeah. Uh, so it's their lower end, portable, waterproof, whatever speaker. Mm-hmm. And we had you know our logo laser engraved on the strap, which is real discreet. You won't even see it unless you were the person that owned it. Um, and then a lot of gifts surrounding that that were summer themed, which I can't remember what they all were now. And then this year, um, I like audio, as you know, so I <laughs> try not to make all the gifts audio-based. But we had researched a uh, insulated cooler that had a built-in radio in it. Yep. Yep. And and we got our sample in the office and the sound quality was garbage. So we're like, nope. Not that's not it didn't feel premium. It cost premium. Yes. But it didn't sound or yeah. look premium. We, we want you to know that if we're spending $150, we want you to know that we spent some money when you receive it. True. So we ended up settling on a decent sized Yeti uh, with our logo on it, Yeti insulated tumbler thingy. Um, as the primary piece in there. So the Yeti with the logo and the laser engraving and everything, just under fifty bucks, somewhere in there. Uh, which leaves another 50 or so for miscellaneous. And then you got your box, your labor, your shipping, everything else. It adds up pretty quick. Um, the other things we had this year, they were all summer beach themed. So we did uh, a beach towel. Uh, yeah, we had mints and chapstick and all with our logos. It was all logoed up. Yeah. Um, I don't know. There's some other things in there too. Maybe frisbees, koozies, things like that. Uh, a fair amount of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, the minimum gift box I've ever seen someone send out, by the way, ended up being 40, 50 bucks. If you're not, if your math doesn't support that much, just don't even do it because the box alone is like five bucks and the shipping is going to be 10 or 15. Yep. So there's, there's your bare minimum. Um, so that's pretty much what was in it. And it's all done up nice with the branded tissue paper and, and all kinds of stuff. Um, and by the way, if you're doing this for thank you and kudos and everything, it's the wrong reason. 
because you're going to be extremely disappointed with the amount of people that will even thank you for that gift that was worth $150. Really? Yep. There'll be a handful of them. Okay. The rest are just going to go into the abyss. It's interesting. No, I still believe they're having an impact, but they didn't thank you for the thank you gift. You know, we got like a circle of thank yous. How many are we doing now? Right. And it, it probably depends on your client type too. Ours are busy. You know, they, they get stuff. This is, this is not like a large ticket item in their world either. You didn't send them a Tesla. No, it's enough that they know we care and we spent some money. Sure. Nothing. Now, do you include any kind of, um, when I say handwritten, it could be machine done. But do you send oh, that, them some kind of... Yeah, next year it will actually be a machine handwritten. We okay. send, we send a, a postcard or a card uh, that, that's printed. Um, the top tier clients really should get a handwritten one, and I have done that in the past. I, I did if not, you'd like a handwritten note next year, this year, please call us and spend yeah, more money. Right, right. Um, yeah, so that, that was our, our top tier client. Um, and as you can imagine, it's it's... Primarily revenue-based, whoever spent the most. Mm -hmm. uh, there are some exceptions, though. So if there are people that are important in your world that aren't spending money, mm -hmm. maybe they're referring more than anyone else or, or they're people like that, they would get your top-tier gift. Makes sense. Um, but for the most part, it's revenue. So once we figure out the budget for the whole campaign, the budget per box, uh, we can figure out how many A-tier clients we have and uh, do the math and figure out where the cutoff's going to be by spend. So, yes, we have sorted and ranked you by how much you spent in a year. You put a lot of thought into this and some and some planning and some projections. It's, it's, a, it's a fairly substantial effort to get these out the door. Yeah. Um, which, by the way, is service we provide, too. So if this sounds like a huge pain in the ass to you, happy to do it for you. Um, and it comes together much quicker because we already we've done it all. Uh, second tier clients, then we'll do a, a much scaled back version. So maybe an oversized envelope with a couple of token gifts. So no one's going to be impressed by them. You know, maybe it's just the koozies. Mm -hmm. I, I think we have beach balls too, something like that. That's going to mail flat, not cost $15 to mail. The value is probably less than $20 on it. Okay. Um, but again, something went out mm -hmm. and no one else is doing it. If I wanted to do C tier clients, which we did not this year probably should i i would just do the thank you card for those okay makes sense we appreciate you just a random note to let you know yeah and the timing's important because if i send that at christmas that's you, that's yeah, completely worthless might not even get read yeah yeah it's, it's pointless do you find uh you mentioned that there's not a lot of like don't expect a bunch of thank yous and glowing responses do you find any statistics that you get as much response from the second tier clients as a thank you as you do the top tier I don't have a statistic for you, but I, I can say that the dollar amount probably does not influence the quantity of thank yous. Because you would think, I mean, maybe just right off the street, you would think that, oh, yeah, I, I'm going to call you and thank you for yeah, the yeti. I, I think the type of person that's going to say thank you does so regardless of regardless. the value. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So you really have to be putting out there as a, a genuine thank you. Um, I will tell you that it pays dividends, but they're not direct. They're indirect. Yeah. Like, it'll come back to you. So do you find, though, that, like, <laughs> have you gotten to the part yet or the game yet where you're into it enough years that the top tier clients are anticipating what oh, they might get? That's my next bullet here. Yeah. So here's something to be careful of. Uh, if you do this more than once, you have set an expectation. Uh huh. Um, you have set an expectation they're going to get it. Uh, it's 
now not random. It's expected. So if you do the same time of year every time, uh-huh. uh, especially if it's really good, if it's valuable and they like it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you have to be conscious of that. I don't, it's not necessarily a reason to do it, not to do it, but be aware that now you've set an expectation. We do have one vendor that we use that's one of our most expensive vendors that I believe we got two boxes of stuff from. They weren't anywhere near the value for what we are sending. And then they stopped. And I can't help but think, why did they stop? Because hmm. we thought they were neat. We played with the items. Anyway. Sure. And uh, they, they might have stopped them because they didn't feel they generated revenue, but... I can tell you they generated goodwill here. Yeah. Uh, and I noticed that they stopped. <laughs> but you're not going to let them know that. You can't call them and say, I noticed that you stopped sending me. Well, these. I would because we do it as a service. But, sure. You can but get, no. That yeah. As a, as a rule, no. No. but And the reason that is is because we get so few of them, right? Sure. Like if everyone did it, I... It I would, would not stand would, out nearly notice. as much. No. I wouldn't notice. I certainly wouldn't affect my world. So you are setting an expectation. And yes, people may fluctuate. Your budget may fluctuate. The gift may fluctuate. Uh, so think about that consciously if you want to do annually at the same time of year. Like right now, we might be locked into summer now because we've done it multiple years in a row. Yeah. Uh, it probably is better if it's random. Um, yeah. The more completely random seeming, the better. Not like the gift that's timed after you spend. That's something different. True. Both necessary. Yeah. But something different. So, yeah, be, be careful with the repeats or, or be committed to it. Uh, either way is fine. Just make sure you do it intentionally. Uh, pick your budget first because I've had people come to me picking items they want to send <laughs> and have no clue what that actually costs to send. And then I waste my time giving a breakdown. I'm happy to give you a quote, by the way, but I'm telling you right up front that it's probably twice as much as you think it's going to be because if you get the items logoed, they add up. The labor to put it together adds up. The postage adds up. The box adds up. All the things you would forget about, and if you're doing it yourself, you'd order these things one by one, <laughs> and they just keep adding up and on you. Don't you notice it as much, yeah. I know the cost up front, so True. I, it, yep. you know it, it makes perfect sense when you see the breakdown. But um, yeah, gifting probably something everyone should use to some extent. If you want to take it as extreme as we have, that's up to you. I only say extreme because. I know how much budget we put into it. The yeah. client receiving, receiving, it's not going to think it's extreme by. See, now I wonder on in my end because I I don't have very many repeat clients per se, um, and we do. I try, and I'm not very good at it always because during the pandemic, the amount of brides went down significantly. But I will tell you that if you send them something nice on their anniversary. It's like 97% will call me and say, I can't, that's really cool that you did oh, yeah. that. No, I mean, no it's a one-off thing for me because that's a much smaller situation and I'm not, they're buying for me one time. If they're buying for me two times, that means they're getting divorced <laughs> and remarried. Well, I, I mean, was, I was going to say, or they're letting you know, take me off your list. I yes, exactly. So, I mean, I find that it, you, whether it's a brownies or whatever, when they first sign. And no one's doing that. The best ones are sending anniversary emails. You uh-huh. know the wedding date because you were there. <laughs> that's right. So I have to force myself to, sit, to, to remember to send something. And but it is unbelievably well received. So if you're in a small business like mine, DJ, photo booth, photographer, whatever, it's amazing how effective it is if you actually do it. A thank you note after the wedding or the event, something really nice when they first book that's twelve dollars, like brownies or a Starbucks gift card, and then something nice a year later on their anniversary, assuming they're still married, which usually they are. Yeah, I mean you could just waste that three or four dollars up front and just schedule that card. 
That's true too. See, I, I knew you'd tell me that, that you could just automate that instead of trying to remember <laughs> it. Cause then I'm every week I'm going through my list of who got married a year ago this you time. Could, you could even pick the photo that's going <laughs> to go with it. That's true. Uh, that's that true. I, I do remember back when I cared more doing stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> it, it is, I mean, it, but, but I will tell you that it is effective. Um, because it's more per, it's personalized, I guess. I mean, if I had yeah. if I had 195 wedding clients a month, I don't think I could do it because I would have to hire someone to do it, or I would have to outsource it to a guy like yep. you. Yep, you'd you'd have to take down the personalization one notch, and you'd have to with your fancy handwriting use, machine. Use the handwriting machine, yep. yeah, makes sense. Or you could buy one if you want to show. Sure, <laughs> I need. Yeah, I'd have to have a lot of clients to to do that. All right, I think that's. All I have to share on gifting, I hope you found that one useful. I hope I didn't offend the B and C tier clients. You can always uh, write yourself a promotion to a better gift uh, by just spending more, but it probably won't be. This uh, <laughs> just for that wouldn't be worth the upgrade. Uh, it's like Uline sends a lot of gifts too, by the way. Yeah, free gift with purchase. Yep, and, yep. You know, sometimes you bump tier up, spend a little more to get mm -hmm. that next gift. That's right. We don't want this to be that transactional, but... You know, behind the scenes, obviously, it has to make sense. And and by the way, if you're in an industry with a lot higher margin, so we're on some pretty tight margins. We're in print and mail. Um, but if you're in a much more service-based business and have the margins, then by all means, your, your math probably should be the 2% or even higher. Uh, if you're on a super tight margin business, you know, the, it's a little tougher decision to make. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, when you said 2%, I thought, holy cow, it's like quick math. I'm like, He's not spending four hundred dollars a year. On that. I mean, that's that adds up. No, no, it definitely uh, it hits the financial reports. <laughs> All right, we're gonna close out. We'll be back. Uh, I don't know, six months. See you soon. Thanks for listening to the Profit Nine One One podcast. Be sure to subscribe and leave your comments. For more information on how Profit Nine One One Consulting can help grow your service business, visit profit nine one one dot biz.